Hi, welcome back to TCT 2018 here in San Diego. I really wanted to talk to you about the economics of the COAP study. What? He's here? I couldn't... Oh, there he is. Dave, come in. I wanted to talk about the economics of the COAP study. I know you wanted to show your mom that you were part of the study. You know, Dr. Cohen was was so excited. His mother called him and said, Dr. Cohen, were you part of that new heart failure study? And he told his mom, he was very proud to tell his mother that he was, you know, associated with the COAP study. So glad, I'm glad you could make it, Dave. Yeah, well, well you know. Hi, I, mom. Yeah, yeah. No, this, is very, this is very important. You know, yes. it's like mom, you know, mom. because mom texted me yesterday morning. Yes. Uh, and said, I just read in the New York Times about this really amazing study. Do you yes. have any idea what, what it's about or anything yes. like that? And could my friends be, you know, a candidate for it? And I said, yeah. well, I happen to be an author on that paper. Yeah. I do know Thanks, something mom. about that study. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you look at the byline? Yeah. Make sure you show your mom this interview. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. So, so she'll uh, see it. She'll see it. So talk to us. I mean, we've all seen the results of the COAP study, an amazing uh, improvement in outcomes. Talk to us, though, about what you and I always talk about is there's a reduction in mortality. So we're adding, you know, years to people's lives, but are we adding lives to people's years? That's your job as a cost-effectiveness guy. Right. And and are we doing it at a reasonable cost? At a reasonable and, cost. So, that's, um, so the, the, the honest answer is, I hope so. Um, and um, we have to stay tuned a little bit. We did. We got a little sneak preview from Greg mm -hmm. yesterday, who showed a very small snippet of the quality of life data. And certainly, right. at a year, there was a quality of life benefit. Wow. No, no, you know, no, no question. That's in the New England Journal paper. It's there. Sure. Um, and that was one of the ten pre-specified endpoints that met its uh, uh, significance. So, so, what kind of magnitude, though, are we talking well, about? Well, what he showed yesterday was about a 15-point improvement uh, in the Kansas City cardiomyopathy questionnaire. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's a that's a moderately large improvement. It's not as big as we saw with Taver. Okay. Um, but it's you know but it's it's you know it been Taver we saw about a 23 or 24 point yeah. uh, improvement. But there's some some subtleties to it because um, there was a mortality difference. Right. And when there's a mortality difference, actually what we know um, is that the patients who survive in the control group are the healthier. Oh. There's attrition of the sickest. Yeah. And so you get almost a biased estimate of yeah. the quality of life difference. And so we are working right now very hard on teasing that out. Um, and we will, I mean, our intention is to hopefully show those data at ACC. Right. Um, if we're lucky at a late breaking trial. Uh, right. Suzanne Arnold from my group is working on that, um, and then we will have, in parallel with that, uh, ideally, the cost effectiveness. We are, we have been working for two months solid on the cost effectiveness. That's We've it. got another couple of months uh, uh, to go, uh, but our again, our hope is to have that all there. Um, you know, I mean, I'm hoping it looks good. Uh, you know, when you when you have a mortality benefit, things tend to look pretty good. Yeah. Um, but these are sick patients; they don't live forever. Uh, yeah. So we have we have we have some work cut out for us. But I'm I'm very hopeful. How do you reconcile this data with that from uh, the other? F the mitral FR. Mitral FR. Well, I think that, I mean, I actually think uh, Dr. Obadiah, who was the PI of that study uh, mentioned on the panel yesterday, um, what I think was really the, the, the right way of thinking about it, I think it's actually very lucky that we have both mm -hmm. um, trials. Because uh, when we have two trials, I mean, some people said, are, you know, these are discrepant. What you I mean? What you know? How could you have such different results? And the answer is there were a lot of differences. They, I mean, they were not enormous, but they seem to add up. Mm -hmm. right? The patients were a bit different. In their trial, they had larger ventricular volumes and less mitral regurgitation. Here, we had smaller ventricular volumes and more mitral regurgitation. Right. Um, the patients we know in COAPT, I mean, and I know this for sure from our site, um, is that the patients were well treated medically. 
I mean, that was insisted upon. Greg, right. was, Greg right. ran an impeccable trial yes. uh, in that way, uh, and so that was I mean, really, so we know that. Whereas in Mitra FR, we don't know it as well. I mean, the patients were on the right drugs, but were they on the right doses? Not as clear uh, there. And then, of course, um, the patients were, uh, you know, the data would suggest that the MR reduction was better mm -hmm. uh, in COAPT. Uh, again, perhaps because it was started a bit later, um, uh, it, that, that you know we were better at just doing it at that point. The right. device didn't change um, uh, from that. And then finally, it was twice as big and twice as long. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so all those things together, and especially the mortality, which really largely emerged in the second year. Maybe MitraFR will show something. Although I mean, it looks so negative that it's hard to hard to believe. So I think the right way to put this together. I saw something this morning actually on Twitter where you know I've sort of recently joined. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome. exactly. I mean, so it's kind of fun, actually. Yes, uh, uh, you're kind of a lurker at this point. Am Have I you tweeted yet? My own tweet? No, yeah, I respond like crazy, not, though. Yeah, you you, <laughs> respond like you just, you, you just <laughs> RT. You don't you respond. You haven't had your own original content No, I have yet. no thoughts. You have no original <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> okay, well, we're but waiting on that. You know, the, but, I'm, but I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm pretty active about responding, and I, yes. and I, and I enjoy that uh, uh, for it. But what um, somebody posted on Twitter, uh, yesterday evening, kind of a meta-analysis uh, of the two trials. They just did one-year meta-analysis, and they said, you know, I mean, and I said, I mean, this is the ca classic case where you can't do a meta-analysis. Right. When the trials aren't poolable, a meta-analysis is meaningless. What you need to do, actually, the meta-analysis shows us how unpoolable the data are. And then what you need to do is you need to look at the two trials and say, what did one do, you know, what did they do differently? And make sure you do all the things they did in the trial that worked, co-apt, and don't do all the things they did in the trial that didn't work, Mitra FR. And that's a pretty, you know, that's a, that that can be a pretty compelling message. And I think, mm -hmm. I think what will be incumbent upon the cardiology community is to use this device right. Well, there, there you go. And what is right? I mean, who are these patients? How are we going to use this in practice without opening up the floodgates and using it inappropriately? Yeah, well, I think it's, I mean, I think the, the heart team will still be important, and I think our heart failure colleagues are going to be the real critical ones. I know at our own center, we've already, because I knew these results about six weeks ago and started sort of, you know, laying the groundwork and saying, like, how, you know, I think the, what I said was, I think the mitral, you know, the mitral clip volume is going to increase a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't say what, why, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for that, but, you know, how are we going to get there? And, you know, we know, our heart failure doctors, first of all, will embrace this. They, you know, would love to have something else that can they can offer to these, um, right. you know, chronically ill and declining patients. Um, and they're great at medical management of heart failure, um, yeah. and we need to take advantage of that and make sure that when they come, you know, that, that the referrals for this procedure, like we get referrals for TAVR from every, you know, the community, sure. from internists, from cardiologists, from the patients, from their families. But this is different. This is different. These patients have, I mean, they really have to come through heart failure for And us. they have to have failed. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they have to have failed, they have, they ha and they have to be, you know, well-treated medically and still have the mitral regurgitation. Because we right. saw in our own patients in the trial, there were several patients who were, you know, we presented to the committee, they did, you know, who had enough MR. Mm -hmm. uh, the committee said, but they're not on, you know, topped out on their dose of albactone, they're not topped out on their dose of, of an ACE inhibitor, you know, increase those doses, they can tolerate more, or they or like make them prove they can't, mm -hmm. um, and then bring them back. And, mm -hmm. and in several cases, we did that, and the MR decreased right. to the point where they were no longer a candidate for the trial. And that's fine, that's good. Right. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, a big message. Dave, where does your mom live? In Connecticut. So, listen, it was 30 years ago when I told you, look, Dave, we need to go to the BI, because they have a better interventional program. And, you were and, we, right. and we went to the BI, and then you left, and then we got you to come back to the BI, and then you left. On behalf of your mother and all of us, <laughs> would you please come back to the yeah. BI? My mother would love it. 
Yeah. My wife would love it. Yes. I, you know, it's it it it's it, 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 it's in the realm of possibility, but I'm working on I'm working on the dining room set. You're not you're saying it's possible. <laughs> you said it's possible. Are you saying it's possible? You're saying it's possible. Well that concludes this episode of Cohen Watch. Thank you for joining Dave and I, and he said it's possible. All right. Anything is possible. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for joining us here live from TCT 2018.